Good morning, dear faithful, on this Wednesday of the octave of Easter. And so I continue to wish you and uh, wish you a blessed and holy Easter season. And so I ask you, dear faithful, to continue to greet your neighbors, your family members, on the telephone, on the email, to say Happy Easter. And you continue to say this greeting of Happy Easter or Happy Resurrection of the Lord until the end of the season. So I encourage you to do that so that because people think, just like uh, in the secular world, people think that Christmas is only one day and Easter is only one day and it only happens on those days. However, we know that we just initiated and commenced the whole of Easter season. And so these remaining days until the Saturday after Pentecost are considered the days of Easter. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost, Amen. We continue to learn from St. Thomas Aquinas and his considerations and meditations during this time of Easter. And in particular today, we continue to look upon and meditate on Christ as the resurrection and the life. Our Lord said, I am the resurrection and the life. He manifested his virtue and power and showed that it is a living and life-giving virtue and power. It must be remembered that some need to share in this effect of life. Some because they have lost life, some have died. And some not because they have lost life, but so that they might preserve the life which they now possess. So God became the resurrection and life for the dead, but also for the living. So therefore, in regard to the first group of people, those who have died, Christ says of himself, I am the resurrection. For those who have lost life because of death, will regain it. In regard to the second group of people, us, those who are living, Christ says, and the life. He is the life. So that those living might be preserved by Him and so that they may realize it, it is by this power, by His power that they are preserved both in this life and in the future life of glory. And also we must bear in mind that when Christ says, I am the resurrection, it is as if he said, I am the cause of the resurrection. Christ is in very truth the entire cause of our resurrection, both the resurrection of our souls and also the resurrection of our bodies. Therefore, when he says, I am the resurrection, it is as if he said, all that will rise in soul and in body will rise through me. Hence, it is written, for by a man came death, and by a man resurrection of the dead. This is from St. Paul to the Corinthians. And also in the Gospel of St. John, 
in him was life and the life was the light of men so therefore we know that Christ who is life he vivis he vivifies the dead whosoever believeth in me although he be dead shall live i am the resurrection the cause of the resurrection and anyone may obtain the effect of this cause by believing in Christ that's why our lord said he who believeth in me although he be dead shall live for from the fact that he believes in me he has me in his heart that Christ may dwell by faith in your hearts moreover whosoever has me in his heart has the cause of the resurrection therefore whosoever believeth in me shall live in the spiritual life by rising through god's grace from death to sin from from death of sin and even live in the natural life by rising from the death of punishment so we rise through god by his grace from the death of sin and also the death of punishment and because christ is life he will preserve those living unto life everlasting for every one that liveth and believeth in me shall not die forever believest thou this according to st john's gospel such shall live in his faith and will not die forever the just man will not die an eternal death but will have eternal life and this is the will of my father who sent me that everyone who seeth the son and believeth in him may have life everlasting and i will raise him up on the last day so such powerful words of our lord who continues to make us realize that our life is not confined only in this earthly realm that death also is just a mere passing from this temporary life to the life everlasting that is reserved to us by our lord and as long as we continue to persevere here on this earth dear faithful by remembering to ask the lord for the many graces that he would like to bestow upon us but we must be open to it either through the sacraments as much as we can dear faithful as they are the ways of sanctification by the church of god because god created the roman catholic church and used it as an instrument or whether it be in our other extraordinary graces that we can ask for each and every day and so therefore i continually ask dear faithful for all of you that you continue to say your act of contrition especially that of perfect contrition not simply only once a day but maybe you can do it in the beginning of your day when you wake up and also when you lie down to bed when you retire also please know that according to saint francis de sales he was asked to do his spiritual communion four times every hour that he is awake in order for him to realize what he is trying to do on earth 
his mission, his intention is everything for our Lord. Of course, we might not be able to do it every 15 minutes on each hour, but we can certainly excite in us multiple acts of spiritual communion. And during this time of loss of the sacrament of the Eucharist, which we still continue to celebrate here, of course, but of course it cannot be distributed publicly, we must remember how, how grateful we should have been in these past times when we had the opportunity to receive Holy Communion. And even though we don't have to receive it each and every day, we have to realize what great gift that we have received. It is truly God. And so hopefully, when we come back to better times here, health-wise, let us realize the great need to really purify ourselves and to really be disposed well. Not simply to just be nice and to be good. No, that we must always try to be in the state of holy grace before we receive Holy Communion. And so what more should we do than to prepare now for our next opportunity to receive one day, God willing, the Holy Sacrament of God. But in the meantime, dear faithful, realize that maybe we have not really received our Lord in the past, maybe only by gesture, only maybe because we've gone to Mass and we just go through the motions and just receive our Lord because everyone else is receiving. That is not how our, our Lord wishes to be received. We need to always prepare ourselves with great disposition. And that is why, hopefully, when we open our churches now for Holy Mass, for public Mass in the future, when we are allowed to, that we come before Mass, maybe 15 minutes before Mass starts, and we kneel down in front of our Blessed Lord. We prepare, we make an act of contrition, we make the acts of faith, hope, and charity, and we prepare most spiritually, uh, that we receive God, hopefully in a good disposition. And so I believe that these times for us are trying, but we must realize, however, the many lukewarm times we have received God just because we are just doing the motions. But let us try our best to commit again for the next time that we receive God, that we may receive Him most worthily, because those who are in sin or in grave sin when we receive Holy Communion are put condemnation to them. They, they judge themselves that they will be punished. That is what our what St. Paul had said. Those who receive it unworthily put condemnation on their soul. But let us not be frightened by this. As long as we persevere in knowing our faith, in doing charitable acts to one another, and maintaining the Holy Grace by, by asking for it every day and by keeping away from grave and mortal sin and also asking God for forgiveness from venial sin, then we will be able to be well disposed the next time we receive God sacramentally. And may also these considerations be for you that you practice it each and every day, every time you receive spiritual communion too so that we may always have those fruitful graces that come from holy spiritual communion. And I hope that many of you have been practicing it. If not, please know that our website offers the, the prayers for holy spiritual communion. 
And uh, if you don't know, ask a neighbor. Call a neighbor, ask them what is spiritual communion. They may be able to help you. Or you call the rectory and ask, and I will be able to, to help you prepare yourself for Holy Spiritual Communion. So let us make this our gift to our Lord that we try our best to be well disposed in this because God is the resurrection and the life and we must also imitate that in all what we do, dear faithful, in our soul, in our body, in what we do here on earth while we can. Amen. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. Amen.